What is up, my clan? Welcome back to Riffing with Clintus, episode 26. And I'm excited because this might be the start of the guest lineup. And who else better to start it off than the first guest himself? Mr. Chuck, a.k.a. Rhino Ranger. What's up, people? How um, are you, Mr. Clintus? I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm, a, little, uh, I'm a little stressed but like for good yeah, reasons. Welcome to the club. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, it's for good reasons. Though. Like, I, you know, like I have my moments where like, I feel like, you know, I share everything. So I get on Twitter and I share a moment and I try to be like somewhat subtle at the same time. Like just, you know, got to get something off my chest. And then like everyone, are you okay? Do you need something? It's okay, man. We're here for you. It's like, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm good. I'm venting. I'm just, you yeah, know. That's a problem. Well-intentioned, but problematic in itself. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, and that's why a lot of times I, I type a tweet and then I never actually hit send because like, I'm like, how are people going to respond to this? Is it going to be like, you know, yeah. a bunch of crap? I have deleted uh, drafts of tweets probably a billion and a half times. Yep. <laughs> and also Instagram stories, especially since uh, what we're going to talk about. I, I went dark there for a little while. Uh just because you don't want to put something out there and people think one thing and then you don't want to deal with all the fallback like you're saying you're like uh i know you mean well but just leave me alone <laughs> yeah where's that button yeah. on social media <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah so that's that's kind of uh well I, we talked about this a while back before this thing happened and now that it's happened and you're kind of starting to kind of get back to normal a little bit not really but like not, not a new normal it's a new normal uh, yeah, I mean, define normal, right? Yeah, right. So, so <laughs> for those of you, for some of those you don't day. know uh, who Chuck is, or or you know, follow along with vlogs and with uh, with uh, with the, with Twitch and streaming, uh, Chuck had a baby, his first one, and uh, yeah. So what? She's tw she's a little over two months now. Um. Yeah. So eight and a half weeks, essentially. So. Yeah. Okay. Two months. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So. Talk me through that, man. Like, like, talk, let's go back to the point of like, you found out it's happened and it's happening. Well, so Amy and I, we love each other. And then a stork came. <laughs> Not that far back. Okay. Uh, are we, talking, ahead, are we, are we talking Vlasic pickles? Are we talking about pickles? Yeah, the pickles. There's definitely a pickle involved. I mean, <laughs> so, uh, what? Well, where do you want to start? Like, no, no, I mean, just like, so, I mean, okay. So for, let's, let's, let's kind of throw it on the table. Like you for a long time, even maybe up until the actual moment, like you weren't like, like planning on being a dad, right? Like that wasn't like necessarily something that you're like, I'm going to be a dad someday, like kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, so let, let's put this out there first. I, I, I want to make, I'll go into that. I just like, when I say that, I think people initially think, oh, it's a mistake. Right. Like, no, no, no. I got you. No, yeah. And I know you know, but I'm just like putting that out there. Um, definitely not a mistake. It was definitely uh, thought out. But yeah, I mean, my pretty much my entire life, I was just like, I do not want a kid. Like, I just never did. I never, like, I have friends, and I think you were one of them. You're just like, I've always wanted to be a dad. Like, I just want to be a dad. I want to be a parent. I never, ever 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 had that thought even when drunk or anything like i was just like no ah, it's not for me <laughs> right um i lived with uh, a friend in the past that had a five-year-old like half the time over 
totally fun. Like I had tons of fun with the kid and when he got to be a little pain in the ass, you just send him back to dad, right? <laughs> I was like, this is great. I can be Uncle Chuck. I'm the cool uncle. I had the motorcycle, you know, they all loved it. And I could just be the fun guy. And when they're being a little pain in the butt, I give it back. And I didn't have to deal with the, the poo and the diapers and the crying and all that crap, literally and figuratively. But no, I never wanted to do it. Um, kind of fought it tooth and nail. And then, you know, Amy kind of wanted to, well, not kind of, she was pretty much gung-ho on the whole thing, but uh, I'm not going to say she talked me into it. I'm, my entire life is kind of like, yeah, if it happens, it happens. Not it, but I mean anything, right? So, if, you know, I just handle situations regardless of what they are as they come. So um, I will handle any situation with the best to my ability and I'll do it in a very Chuck way. But um, no, I never plan on it, but very you know kind of at the end it happened and we planned on doing it and uh i know for some people it takes a while for these things to happen and for us that wasn't the case that actually happened quicker than we had anticipated i think <laughs> um <laughs> which you know that's another thing i learned is don't say that out loud because i yeah. Didn't think in my head that some people have issues with that. You know, I was just like, oh my God, it happened right away. This is like, holy crap. Uh, yeah, not cool. Um, yeah, we were the same. The we were in the same boat. Things I learned. Yeah, we were in the same boat. And, and, and I still to this day, like, I have to like remember, like, I start to say it and then I'm like, uh, you know, but then like our second yeah. one took longer and like, I have to like, because yeah. some people are, they balance it out. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah. no, it's funny. So, yeah, definitely never wanted to, but here we are. Yeah, it's funny because like my brother Travis was the same way. Um, when I had Sierra and I think even when Bryce was a, like first, first born, he, you know, he'd come over and hang out and visit and play with the kids. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to be a dad. I'm just gonna be the cool uncle. I'm just gonna be the cool uncle. And then he met somebody who had kids. And so he kind of like, you know, fell in love with her obviously, but then like fell in love with his kids, her kids. I mean, and then they had a kid and now he's like the best dad in the world. And so I think a lot of it has to do with the people you're with. Um, even yeah. Tiffany's and sister. One of Tiffany's sisters didn't, didn't like her first husband, like, no, no kids. We don't want kids. She was like, yep, yeah, I don't want kids. We're good. And then, you know, a couple of husbands later, like, we want kids. Like, I want kids. Yeah. And then, you know, so just, I think it just evolves as you evolve as a, as a person. Yeah. And to continue that, speaking of evolution on that is I matured a lot, you know, uh, there's no way in my twenties would I have ever been mature enough to handle a kid. Right. <laughs> just, man. <laughs> I don't think most people are, but you know, people handle that differently. I just, I was a total asshole and I loved getting in fights and you know, I just, I was not mature. Like I could not have had a kid. So, you know, growing up, uh, personally, that's a, that's a major part of it. Um, also, you know, getting out of a financial problem, you know, years and years back, you know, that kind of helped. I would have never done this if I had major financial problems, but that's just me, you know, not saying anything about anybody else. I'm just saying that personally, uh, I wouldn't want to do that. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so you find that you find out it's happened and it's happening, and then what? Like, what? What are you and Amy? What? What happens next for you and Amy? <laughs> well, let me tell you about the how how I found out. Uh, I was working. Amy comes home, goes to the bathroom, shuffling around. I was like, man, she's been in there for a while. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, 
you know, she's probably looking at her phone or playing on a game or something. She comes up behind me as I'm working and just puts something on my like notepad. You know, like I have a notepad for my daily tasks yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And I kind of like look over and I see this long plastic thing. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And you kind of look and there's a little plus on it. I was kind of staring at it. I look up at her and she's like, not crying, but like teary eyed, happy. And I was like, holy shit. That's what I think it is. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, that's crazy. And then she put down like a pink, well, that this was later, but um, yeah, so that's how I found out. She she peed on a stick and put that pee stick on my notepad. So that's how I found out. <laughs> and then you burnt the, burnt the notepad. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how it was with Tiffany. Like, Those I was, tasks are done for today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm not doing anything else today. That's how it was with Tiffany. I was at my last day of school and college, and she, you know, it was like, I don't know, seven, eight o'clock at night. She calls me and she's like, Hey, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just saying my goodbyes. And she's like, All right, well, I got a surprise for you. Come on home. And I'm thinking, like, we just bought our house. So she was like, going to paint the bathroom or bought some furniture or something. And I get and home and she's Ferrari in the driveway. Right, yeah. right. She, she brings me all the way back to our bathroom in the master bedroom. And I'm like, I'm looking around like, oh, what'd you do? And I'm like, you know, I don't see anything. Like, you didn't paint anything. And right on the counter, there's the, there's the pee stick. And I look at it and then I did like the slow, like lean in, looking over at it. And I see the lines and I'm like, holy shit, really? And, and same thing like with you, like it was the first month of trying. Like it was like, I honestly. So were you stoked? I, I have this idea in my head, whether you told me or not, that you were like, yeah, you were like super stoked, right? Oh yeah, no, you? for sure. Cause like, cause like you said, we, uh, you know, cause Tiff and I were dating in high school and then this was my, my, my senior year of college. So four years of college. So we were together, uh, over five years. And when I made the, like the, the mention of like, Hey, so yeah, we should start trying to have a baby. Like, and I'm thinking, you know, she's been on birth control for X amount of years. It'll probably take a while. Like, you know, I, I'm just now finishing college. So we got whatever. Nope. First time, first month, just you know, it happened yeah. and there it was. So yeah, I was, I was excited. It, obviously it was a roller coaster of emotion. Cause it was like, you know, we were, we're young, but we were married and we have a house. And so it was just one of those things where, um, that was the next step in the relationship. And we both wanted to be parents. And to this day, like I've said this numerous times, like when Tiffany was, uh, going through high school and even starting college is like, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do? And she's just like, I, I just want to be a mom. Like, that's what I look forward to. I'm looking forward yeah. to and everything else between now and then is just whatever, like I'll, whatever job I get, I don't know. I'll figure it out along the way. And so, yeah, I mean, obviously I was not anywhere in that sort of an echelon. Amy wanted to be a mom, but nowhere near like that level. I don't think. Um, and after, you know, I, you know, seemingly an hour went by as I stared at that stick for, you know, four seconds. Um, you know, I had every financial thought go through my head. I had, <laughs> I had all sorts of things and we just kind of looked at each other and just like, okay, that's happening. And it, again, it wasn't disappointment. Uh, and it's hard to kind of convey that, but I'm just very, not a very like, um, emotional kind of person. Right. There's like, I'm good and I'm pissed off and going to kill people. Like there's no, no, no middle. Right. So it's like, when I say we didn't have a lot of reaction, it wasn't bad. It was just like, okay, <laughs> there we go. Like, yeah. And I don't, we didn't, again, it sounds bad. We didn't really talk much the rest of the night. Like we were like together and like sitting next to each other and just kind of like look at each other like, okay, 
just like I, <laughs> neither of us really knew what to say and it's kind of like all right we're gonna figure this out you know let's do it so well i think yeah, that's, i don't know Different i think that's story. the <laughs> No, no, I think that's how it is, though. Like, like uh, I can totally relate to that now, to today, like the way I react to things. Like when something bad happens or when something really good happens, it's just kind of like, cool, that happened. All right, now what? Like, I guess we'll just figure it out as we go. Yeah, you that's know? how I am with everything. It's yeah. like everybody's like, oh, you did that for your kid? I'm like, yeah, but if you gave me a million dollars, I'll be like, okay, cool. <laughs> now I got a million dollars. Like, that's just me, you know? It's like, okay, whatever. Right, right. Um, so so yeah. take us through take us through the pregnancy nine months of uh, uh, of research because because you do your research when it comes to anything everything that's why I love sometimes like throwing a little something true. in your ear because I'm like hey Chuck have you have you ever heard of this because I know you're yeah. gonna go research it and you're gonna look it up and be like yo dude did you hear about this I'm like no I didn't but thanks for looking that up for me yeah you're one of the catalysts for my uh, non productivity <laughs> at times for sure um, <laughs> uh, I, you know I got a book I got a couple books we got couple you know instantly people are like oh you gotta read this you gotta you gotta you gotta do this or you know everybody's the you know the wiser uh older been through this situation gonna give you advice and things which is fine you know i didn't buy everything everybody told me but i did read a couple books uh one of them was pretty stupid it was like a dude you're gonna be a dad you know how to get through the next nine months you know, get you and her through the nine months without dying or whatever. But it's totally written for like bro, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, bro, you can't have keggers every weekend. It's like, I don't, you know, but <laughs> I get why they wrote the book, but there was a lot of like very essential information in there. And just like it was written in a, I like the scientific stuff, but for my very first read is like learning that, Oh, you know, I'm going to be a dad. Like it was a good read. Cause it put it into very like nonsensical, non-scientific terms right away. So it was like, She's going to go through this and, you know, approximately in this window, this is going to happen. So kind of, you know, I don't like going into a situation not knowing anything. Um, I work well in those environments, but I work in, an, in a way that most people do not like to work. Uh, you know, very military focused sort of way to handle situations. I'm not, I don't know what to expect. So I like to research and know what I'm going into. So I kind of have an idea that way I can you know plan a is this i got a plan bravo if i need to but i like to know what's coming I, I hate being in a situation i don't know what's going on it freaks me out um so yeah i read a lot and we got a couple like very like scientific books one's like super huge massive thick but we're using that more of like a reference guide <laughs> um because there's a lot of like very like doctor you know worded things in there that's very i can't read it i fall asleep in three seconds but <laughs> i read a lot uh we watched some videos but when it really came down to it uh you know you just kind of figure it out yep yeah that's, that's <laughs> i mean I that, that's explain well that's just it i mean like you know we always joke uh it, it's like kind of like a joke that like there's no manual on how to be a parent right like people have written books well, there's millions but none of them work for you well yeah exactly it's, <laughs> it's their experiences and like their pros and cons and their lessons learned and all that stuff but like you said every kid's different you yourself yes. are different than every other dad uh every other yeah. mom that's out there and so uh you, you a lot of you just figure out along the way yeah it's good to have the outline because i think the outline doesn't really change because uh, you know i mean it's very it's very data driven, right? You know, in this week's, this will happen in this week's, this is going to happen. And your baby is this big. And this is, you know, uh, as long as everything's progressing, uh, 
normally, if you will. Uh, so it's good to have the outline and then everything else, you just kind of wing it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you guys, uh, you guys start, start reading and, uh, you start shopping and, uh, what about, uh, what about Amy's parents? What, what, how was that conversation? Cause this is the first grandbaby, right? Yeah. Um, um, her parents are pretty chill about everything usually. Um, so I think, I don't even remember how it went down. It was on FaceTime obviously, cause we're not in the same state or anything, but um i think she told so i remember so it's when we were in boston we were on one of our trips she told her older sister and like swore her older sister to secrecy because we were like doing stuff in boston with her other family and it was like she couldn't drink and right was like why isn't amy drinking it's like oh like you know she's been feeling sick you know for a little while and it's no big deal or like she's having anxiety or whatever, you know, I don't know. And then she told her sisters, like, I can't drink and I'm, you know, feeling sick because of this. And her sister freaked out. And, but I think when we told her parents, it was just like over FaceTime and they were just like super chill. They're like, Oh, this is great. Oh my God. Her mom's like my baby. How's my baby? <laughs> you know, right. all that stuff. So right. she's like super grandma mode. Um, yeah, I don't know. Nothing I mean, is fine. I have a very good relationship with them. So everything was totally fine. Uh, I mean, they they like me, they respect me, so it's not like they had any uh, apprehensions about that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's really nothing eventful. It's just like a big um, uh, f- like FaceTime video chat, and Amy and her mom cried. You know, like most times. So <laughs> right, no- nothing much from ordinary. <laughs> but then she just told all her different friends and. I mean, shopping, I, I don't shop, you know me, I didn't yeah. get anything. Uh, I think Amy bought a couple things. Like she bought the one thing. So when she did a blood test, it is, there's a certain time period where you could do like a blood test and send it in. It'll give you the gender. Um, so she did that and that's, she went shopping and brought home like a onesie, like a pink onesie. And it was like girls rule the world or something like. And that's when you knew it was a girl. The world. That's when, yeah, that's when she told me it was a the gender of it. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, I don't think we did much shopping. Um, I mean, she had the baby shower, and we got just a uh, tons of stuff. And my apartment is still full of boxes and IKEA containers full of little tiny clothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but a, lot, a couple of things though. Again, your your inquisitive mind. You start doing research on like car seats and strollers and. You know, all the, yeah. the things so, you need for, for having a baby. I think the first kind of thing I did any research on, I was just talking to my buddies in the city that have kids. Because uh, living in a, in a bigger city is, you know, things are different, right? I don't have a vehicle. I can't, like, mount something in a, in a vehicle and then go click in the car seat. So the car seat we would have to get would have to be something like, we know we're going to do a lot of walking and we're going to be in Ubers and Lyfts all the time. It's like, what is best for that? And I have a, one of my friends, a co-founder of a company out here, and he's like, he's like, dude, check out this Duna. It's uh, this stroller, and you basically click this button, and the little landing gear fold up, and it clicks in, and it's both a stroller and the thing that goes in the car. So that's what we ended up getting, just because it's so much of like a city traveler thing. There's oh, a little yeah, lack of convenient. storage on it because it folds up and it doesn't have like all the suspension, like all these, you know, 
crazy F1 inspired $18 million strollers are. Right. But um, so that one, I just kind of asked friends and then everything else, like pretty much we went to all the classes from the hospital because Kaiser um, has all these like free classes for parents and they talked about a lot of stuff. So again, it was again, it's like getting an outline, right? So it's like, we know we got to have these major things, right? And there was a couple of them where it's like, well, I'm not going to like put this on the registry and expect family to pay for, you know, $500 stroller or something. So, you know, those are things that we bought, but Amazon had a great deal. It's like, if you put all the stuff on the registry on the Amazon registry, and even if nobody buys it at the end, Amazon sends you a coupon, like one-time coupon to buy everything else that's on your registry. So it was like, the hell is like 20 percent off or something so we just put all the expensive stuff on there anyway oh that's <laughs> so awesome spent, you know another 1500 bucks at the end just like to acquire all this other stuff but it was like a good coupon and it's like all right so it's like just throw everything on the amazon list if nobody buys it you get a 20 percent off coupon so it's like all right throw some tvs in there but it's like it's a good idea so the amazon thing actually was pretty good and you know, I use that constantly because especially now, holy crap, it's like, oh my God, we need, you know, more of these like chaining pads, like boom, it's here tomorrow. It's like the the world we live in right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's one of the things Tiff and I have talked about uh, over the last, you know, decade is the just, I mean, I mean, with anything in the world, obviously like technology and we learn things and we get think, you know, we get more efficient and we get better at things, but just like the things that, that you have now today as a parent compared to what we were you know, 14 years ago, you know, the, like that stroller, the, the, the one you were talking about, the Duner or whatever, like, that's amazing. Like I, we saw that when we were in San Francisco, you guys, and like just how convenient it is. And then, uh, what, what's that bassinet thing that kind of rocks back and forth? Oh, um, the snoo. The yeah. S-N-O-O. Yeah. yeah. Like just little things like that. Like we had the old school, like, um, a bassinet where you had to like you turn on the motor but then you have to kind of push start it and it kind of gets, starts rocking back and forth and stuff like, right you know it's just a gear like yeah. a simple gear right yeah so <laughs> right. it's just it's just it's cool to see uh the you know evolution of of what parents have these days and then on top of that like and we'll get into that next but like the things that when we were parent like when our kids were little like don't feed your kids these things or don't do these things oh yeah and then now you know a decade later it's like no no you want to feed your kid these things early you want to yep. You know, and uh, and I mean, there's all kinds of things that I'm sure we can oh, yeah. get into about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, a lot of research. Uh, and I mean, before I buy anything, you know me, I just do exponential amount of research. I'm like, what, are this, what does this say? What's this review? What does that do? Because you get things and when you even if it's like the best of this, don't read those when you Google stuff, because those are all paid affiliate marketing sites. Right. Right. They're just giving whatever gives the highest margin. So, um, and you always learn like little quirks of things once you use them overall. It's like that snoo. That thing's, you know, super expensive. Uh, and basically what it is, is it, you put your baby in it and there's like a tray inside that goes back and forth. It shakes, not shakes, that's a bad terminology for a baby, but it uh, rocks, if you will, back and forth. And depending on baby's movement and or audio cues, crying, whimpering, whatever, it can turn up the amount of movement and um, turn up the volume and change the frequency of like the noise machine that's in, built in internally. And there's like what four or five different stages to it. The 
but it's built by like this doctor dude who's you know pediatrician guy or whatever you guys can read into it whatever but it's actually pretty cool and it's definitely not a solve all a cure all sort of things like put your baby in there if they're screaming and this will solve everything definitely not uh we do use it at night uh but it's like one of those things that helps her sleep longer essentially so if there's like any shuffling or whatever in the middle of the night like it'll help rock her to sleep back to sleep so that's what we use it for and Oh, it's cool. We rented it. They have a good rental program now, so at least we didn't have to buy it outright. So save well, me a bunch cool. of money I there. I didn't but... realize that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like actually a new program because we were actually thinking about buying it, and then they're like, "Hey, we have this new rental program." And I did all the math. I was like, "Totally renting it." <laughs> like, like no questions. Look at the math. I just showed Amy the spreadsheet. She's like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> spreadsheet. <laughs> dude, I spreadsheet everything. Let's go. <laughs> I'm a nerd, dude. Come on. So nine months later, due date is approaching and it's the day. Uh, talk, us, talk us through the actual day. The day. Well, it started off with the, let's say night before. Eh, eh, whatever. Night before. She's having like big problems. Like she's starting to shake and get really like sick and like things were really like starting to happen. And I was like, again what they tell you is like yeah these will happen and this will do this and this is about when you should come in it's like uh who's measuring this thing to know okay it's four centimeters let's go in like who the fuck's doing that like i don't like it was so weird they're like oh you know don't come in until it's this big and you know her cervix and so i'm like how do i know man so i'm like i'm freaking out i'm like i don't know what to do how do you know (laughs) well she started, her body basically told us, it was like she was, her hormones, the way her body dealt with it was shaking. <laughs> and they said some people do that and some don't, but uh, she was getting really sick, like puking often, like a lot, uh, and then shaking a lot. So we went into the hospital that night. It was like two, three in the morning, probably. Something was pretty late. It was the start of no sleep, right? <laughs> um, went in and basically gave her some stuff to chill her out but it wasn't ready like things weren't ready so they sent us home uh and then the next day we're like we don't want to go in you know go early or whatever and so she was like fighting through this sick and all the shaking and stuff and there's one point where she was in bedroom and like stood up and like super shaking like her whole body just like convulsing right just shaking damn and she like leaned up against the wall and was like and I went in there and I looked at her and she was like pale white and just like shaking. I'm like, I don't care what the fuck centimeter you are. We're going like, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, we're going now. Like it was bad. I've, I've done some rounds on the ambulance and T stuff. And I was like, this, I'm like, this is past uh, basic stuff. Right. I'm like, we're going, uh, went in and she ha- actually happened to be at like four or something. So that was cool. The hospital was super busy, so we didn't even get into like one of the main rooms. We were in like a triage room for a while. Uh, but uh, we both kind of chilled out once we we're in there because now it's like, all right, you know, we're in the epicenter of help, right? Right. So it's like, you know, if something goes wrong, it's like, you know, eight people run in. Uh, and then things just slowly progressed. Uh, she kept doing the shaking and shaking and the puking thing, and they couldn't really give her anything. So it was kind of just like, relax, breathe, you know, whatever. All the stuff was hooked up. People are running in and out. And then 
it basically got to a point where she was like, I don't want to do this natural birth thing anymore. Like, I can't deal with this. So epidural time, right? <laughs> was she originally going to do a natural birth? <clears throat> no, she totally wanted to. Okay. She's like, oh, I don't want to. Because, you know, you hear all that stuff. Your baby comes out and they're not as, they're maybe a little more lethargic. They're right. not as alert. So we didn't want. And it's, again, when I say we, I mean her. I'm just supporting her. I'm like, sure. that was her call. I'm not, you know. Your body, your call, man. I'm not making any call on that. Yeah. You, you, you say something, I got you. Whatever. Uh, and then she's like, basically, it was like, do you want to keep doing this? And she's like, I can't even imagine shaking more and having more pain and puking more. Like, I can't. <laughs> so, epidural time. Uh, that's when you saw my Instagram photo where I had the, like the cool hat and the uh, the face mask and all that kind of crap. Yep. Yep. Uh, by the way, that needle. Holy. <laughs> Right, that was a monster. It was crazy. That thing was massive. And yeah. yeah, it went right in her back. I watched the whole thing. They were like, "Are you gonna pass out?" I'm like, "Nah, I've seen way worse stuff than this." Yeah, same. So I watched them put it in and like do all this stuff. It's fascinating to me. I'm like, "This is cool." And then basically a little tiny like hose whoop, goes right in there, and they just tape it up. That's it. And then they hook it up to the machine with all the uh, the magic juice in it. <laughs> which is essentially like fentanyl and other stuff. I was like, holy, that's like, that's no joke. Yeah, that's kind of cool because there's only, yeah, there's only one nurse or one whoever that was able to do it. So one person would come in, that was their specialty, right? So I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, just not like a nurse did it. There's one person that came in, did it, monitored. And then if they had to change the bag, like somebody comes in because it's locked. It's like Mm -hmm. super crazy. Like I get it, but... It was crazy. Um, yeah, and then it was just, you know, time progressed, and her mom was due to fly out in another day or two anyway. She was just going to come out for a couple weeks during, like, the pregnancy window. So um, she was due, like, her estimate was the 24th or whatever, and this was, like, 22nd probably, or 23rd probably. Uh, and I don't know. It just all worked out pretty well, so things progressed and then we like got up into the main room where we got the whole room to ourselves and we can like unpack and i had the like horrible little crappy chair to sleep in that (laughs) converts into a couch yep actually the one in that room sucked the one after birth like the one upstairs that one was way better i'm like judging the quality of the sleepy chairs but yeah that's how it was that's how it was for uh with tiffany so like similar story as far as it was like 1130 at night. I think I'd just gone to bed or maybe it was like after midnight. I forget. But Tiffany woke me up cause she was having contractions and they were painful. So she was like, you know, got me up. She's sitting on the couch. I remember like kind of starting to doze off again, but she was like squeezing my hand would wake me up. And I finally like realized that there was a cadence to it. So I was like watching the clock and I realized that, yep, this is happening like every so many minutes. And I was like, we should go oh, to the yeah. hospital. And she's like, no, cause, cause again, it was midnight. Oh, and then, I remember you telling me this. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I don't want to go to the hospital, be there for like a couple hours and then be sent home because it's too early. And I'm like, okay, All but right. this is like what the doctor told us. It's like, if it's every so many minutes, it's like, like clockwork, it's time to go. So we pack up bags and we head in. We didn't call anybody. We didn't tell anybody. Like obviously her sister, her mom, my mom, you know, all that stuff. But we get to the hospital and like you said, right, they check their cervix and she's like, oh, this is happening now. Like, she's like a nine. Like, it's happening. Yeah. I'm like, oh, should I call crazy. everybody? And she's like, oh, they're she's not here. <laughs> they're not, yeah, not, not going to make it. But we made it in time. And things, even though we were so far uh, advanced, 
she had time for epidural. We had time for all like the parents to get there and the family and everything. Like it was wow, all good. Did happy at uh, at nine, huh? Yep. That was a lot. Yep. So yeah, same she thing. Probably just made it. Uh, she probably did. You're honest. Any, any yeah, later, like, just made it. Yeah. So they broke that her water sucked. and that whole process kind of got started. And, and Sierra. Oh, they had to break it. Okay. Yeah. Had to break it. And Sierra was born like w- w- from start to finish an hour and a half. It was like quick. Bam. Wow. All right. Whereas Bryce was like the opposite, right? Like took us forever. Yeah. That's, that's why I was laughing about the, the uh, couch that, or the chair that turns into a bed. Cause I, that's, I slept on that when during Bryce's whole thing. So. Oh I, yeah. I can remember that. Yeah. I, I didn't really sleep much, but, um, eventually did so once we got in that room this so this was the 20 this was the 24th i think this is like her estimated day now that i think about it uh so that was like noon to like four or five and then it's like oh you're going to the room so we're going in there and then we were in there uh and just things moved slow you know the the uh pre-birth or opening or whatever you want to call it right uh so I was like, you know, I was hanging out and we have all the monitors, dead, all the monitors. And it was like, I kept, you know, me, I got to figure out what everything does. I'm like, what does this button do? What does that graph mean? <laughs> so like one of the, so that's a, this hospital rat is also a teaching hospital. So there's like a bunch of like, um, you know, not student, you know, I guess students, but all the people that are in there that are like, they're just doing their hours before they become a, an official doctor or whatever. So they were very cool with questions. And you know me, I got a million of them. So I was just like, what's this do? What does this do? What does this do? So I'm like, at this point, I have like my whole command center. I got all the graph monitors. I'm like, this is dope. I know exactly what's going on. I know what her blood pressure is. I know the contractions are. And then the cool thing is you can see everybody else that's also in the in the unit because they're all every monitor has everybody's stats on it. So no matter what room all the nurses or whatever's in, they all can see everybody else. So you start looking and you're like, oh, that, that lady's going into labor right now. You can tell like boop, boop, that's happening. And so that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, we're just kind of hanging out for a long time. And then later that night, things started to really move along. Uh, you know, she was getting opener, opening more and then uh, it's just super late and nobody could sleep. And then her bag ran out the, uh, the epidural bag. Oh, geez. So the pain meds ran out <clears throat> and then they were going to, they called like the person, but they were busy cause the unit was like so busy. And so before the person got there, the, the epidural ran out. <laughs> so Amy's shaking and convulsing again and puking all the time. I'm like, Okay, this is great. Back to step one, right? Uh, so after a couple hours, oh, and the other thing was, so the epidural is gravity-based, right? So it's a gravity-based um, pain right. medicine. So that's like when they do it, you're sitting up, they put it in a certain level of your spine, and then it goes down because of gravity, right? Right. Because uh, you're mostly sitting up or at least incline right, or decline. Uh, so when Amy was trying to sleep, a lot of the pain meds, they, it filters down your body to one side, right? So Mm -hmm. she was like, I'm having all this pain on this other side because it was running out and the bag wasn't refilling it. But every time Amy would flip to the other side, the baby's heart rate would go down. Like something would happen, all the nurses, everybody would run back in, like something's up, you know, blah, blah, blah. So everybody's kind of worried. 
so I don't know if the umbilical cord was on that side and the baby was like laying on it. So she couldn't turn right. She would always have to sleep on her mm. left. But then her right side was hurting a ton because all the epidural was on the other side. Right. So then her bag runs out and then she's convulsing and puking. So she had a rough time there in the middle. Uh, I got a new bag. It was sometime pretty late at night. Uh, new thing done. And they were like monitoring and it still didn't really work that well because there wasn't enough in there to kill the pain. It, was, it just wasn't catching up with her level of pain. So the lady's like, all right, we're going to do a bolus, which is a big shot of like all the pain stuff, right? And she's like, I'm going to give you a, a cocktail. It's like the epidural plus a little something extra, whatever that means. Don't know. <laughs> but uh, once this lady gave her this bolus, like a big shot, it was like 10 minutes later, she was in dreamland and Amy finally started to get sleep like she finally got sleep and that's when uh i finally got sleep on that little chair too um and then her one friend was with us and then she slept over that on the other chair and then i woke up and there was like four million people in the room I'm like what's going on and it's the baby's heart rate went down again because amy rotated oh geez. Uh, so everybody runs in like you know making sure like turn this way do this and they're monitoring and they're in there feeling the head and <laughs> all sorts of shit. There's like the thing that I appreciate is when people are good at their jobs. Like, I don't care if you're a garbage man or if you're a brain surgeon, like if you're really good at your job, I really appreciate that in a person. So being in that hospital in that environment, like everybody there knows exactly what they're doing. They know where to be, where to move. Nobody bumps into each other. It's just like, it's a very organized chaos. Right. And so I wasn't worried when I woke up and saw all this stuff going around because I know they all know what's going on. Like they got it figured out and I didn't hear any like bad keywords, like, you know, anything that would suggest there was like a massive problem. So other than that excitement, uh, you know, I was kind of up at that point and then basically they're like, Oh, you're like at nine or something because the night before when the thing ran out, she was only at like, five and a half or six or something like it was is progressing real slowly sure and then after the like we all got some sleep it was like probably three or four hours which at that point felt amazing uh woke <laughs> up and she was like at nine or nine and a half and it's like whoa shit like okay this is going like this is gonna happen and that was saturday that was the day after she was like the estimated birth thing or whatever so uh, I don't know. Things just moved quick. They brought in a new lady who was like the delivery coach or something, question mark. Okay. Uh, really nice, uh, I think, Filipino lady. Super nice. Her name was Jordan. She's awesome. Uh, she was basically doing all the, like, now teaching Amy, like, this is the breathing thing. This is how you're going to push. This is, like, try this and hold on to this and, you know, do this thing. And there was a point where this big mirror came out. It was very awkward. <laughs> the big man. <mirror>, yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It turned out like it was funny because Amy was like, uh, she's like, no, oh, it doesn't really hurt. She's like, I push, I could do this all day. And she wasn't joking. Like she was totally fine and didn't hurt. It was like a lot of work, like exercise work, you know, because she's a little sweaty just from like pushing and contracting and all that. But she's like, no, it doesn't hurt at all. That's fine. <laughs> I was like, okay. Epidural's working, right? You got it. Yeah, it was working. Uh, and yeah, all the people came in and they're like, do you want to watch? I was like, yeah. And I had to like hold her leg so it like didn't, you know, fall off the thing or move in or whatever. 
So it's kind of like, because I would like hold, basically my left arm was like her leg, and then my right arm, I would like, when she came up to do the push or the contraction push or whatever, I would like kind of hold on to the back of her neck to help support her. So I was like fully involved as doing this whole thing. And I was right there. I watched the whole thing. And <clears throat> there's one point the lady's like, you want to look? I was like, yeah, like I'm looking. I just don't know what I'm looking at. You know, <laughs> It doesn't look like it normally does. Right. So uh, at one point there's like this dark to me, what looked like dark purple, whatever in the middle. And this lady, the, the doctor, she's like in there and kind of like swirling her hand around mm-hmm. like her finger. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is that? She's like, your baby has a lot of hair. I was like, that's her head? And she's like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And you're touching it? It was so weird, man. I was like, what the hell? Yep, dude. That's, like, that's, I, that's dude. her head? It was like this dark thing. I didn't know what it was. It looked like a portal to a dark universe. I have no idea. Yeah. So it was cool. I was like, all right. That's funny though, because that yeah, I can picture that you know they they bring the mirror over. Actually, they didn't have the big mirror for for Sierra. It was Bryce had the big mirror. The first for for Sierra, it was just a handheld mirror, and so she looked at it. Tiffany looks at it, but it wasn't until the doctor like grabbed, took her hand, and put her hand down there, and she felt the head, and obviously like coming out of her own body. That's when Tiffany had a moment of like, holy shit! Like, didn't freak yeah. out, but just had that moment of like, oh my god! Like that's something. <laughs> It's yeah, something coming out of me. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I don't know how else to explain that other than, you know, that's a, funny. A, a poop term, I guess. But uh, it was just interesting. And oh, yeah. So it kept pushing. And you see like the head like pushing out and then it comes back in. It's like pulsating yep. sort of thing. So that was weird. I was like, all right, you know, whatever. Like, I nothing was bothering me. I've, I've seen far worse things in the ambulance. You know, it's not a big deal. Uh, and yeah, stuff just kept going and the head was coming out and they're moving around, they're moving their fingers around to alleviate, hopefully, you know, not get any terrors or whatever sort of stuff going on. And then, uh, I don't know, man, it happened pretty quick. It was like kind of the head came out and then right after the head was there, it was like, boom, shoulders, boom, full baby. I was like, Oh shit. It was the weirdest feeling. Like I can't even... I know you know what that feels like, but I don't think you can accurately describe that feeling to somebody who hasn't been there to see it. Right. You know, <clears throat> but uh, like definitely got teary eyed, but there was like so much that was like, it's like if you haven't breathed in a long time and you just take that first, like <gasps> that is kind of like that, but like your whole body, like my whole body was just like, Whoa. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Again, I'm not a huge emotional person. That was probably the most I've ever felt in that regard. But sure, it was a big hit of like, holy shit. Well, and yeah, that's how I mean, from started crying. I was like, whoa, that's a pearl baby. <laughs> it's like, it was so crazy. I was like, what just happened? That, I'm, I'm trying to remember, like, because, you know, it's 14, 15 years now. Uh, like, I know I didn't cry with Sierra. Um, I definitely got more emotional since I've had her. But like, I remember yeah. the feeling of like, like you said, like, holy shit, like that's my baby. Like that's our baby. Like that just came out of you and we yep. made that. And now like, that's our baby. And <sighs> yep. you know, she, then, you know, she has to do her, her final push and they have to do the afterbirth and all that stuff. But like, I'm following. Yeah, that didn't even happen. She, I don't know. It's just, she did it automatically, I guess. I don't know. It just came out. 
Yeah, because I was like, do we still have to push for that? Like, no, it's over there on the table. I was like, hold oh. <laughs> Yep, there it is. <laughs> yep, there it is. <laughs> that was cool. They like held it up. They're like, look at this. Yeah, it's like, it's like flat. Yeah, it looks like alien. Yeah, something from yeah. aliens, dude. Yeah, like that thing that goes on your face, the face sucker. Oh, it's like yeah. that without the legs. I was like, that's a fucking weird looking thing. But I was like, hey, that's like what kept you alive. Like, that's yep. crazy. Yep. I don't know if there's photos of that. So her friend was like there, like taking photos. Not like everything, but it wasn't like they were there videoing, but. There was photos that I saw later. I was like, oh, like, at least somebody got that moment where like I finally like saw the baby. But and they're like, do you want to cut the cord? And we did the delayed cord clamping. So like all the final nutrients and everything that comes out through the cord, like she would get as much as she could. Um, and then I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'll cut it. And they're like, here, feel it. And like felt I had no gloves on. It was so weird to me. Like I didn't need to put on anything. Like in all the movies, like you're wearing this full get up and all this, you know, scrubs and the hair things and the face nets and the gloves and the booties and all this shit. I didn't have any of that. Nothing. No, that's the all reason like... I had booties because the ladies like told me early. She's like, hey, is that your backpacks and stuff on the floor? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, you might want to move that, you know, in case like, you know, there's a leak or something on the floor. I'm like, what the fuck? Now I'm scared. Like, <laughs> Project out. How much comes out, right? <laughs> So no, like, the scrubs and everything's for like uh, C-sections because then it's like surgery. <clears throat> it's like operations. Well, yeah, like yeah. Normal, but I mean, the yeah. movies, you know, I know the movies are all full of shit on everything, but I didn't know. So I was like expecting. I was like, when do I like put all this stuff on? I'm like, no, you're fine. I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah, and I touched the cord. I like squeezed it. That was weird, man. I don't know if you did that. Did you feel it or just cut it? Nope, just cut it. There was no feeling. Oh, they, I definitely felt it. And it was like... It was like multiple layers of hose, right? Like a garden hose that you could see through, but there was like a hose within a hose. Yep. And it was kind of like a, you know, like a glass noodle. Yeah. So it was like that, but like that was the outer layer and it was like thicker, but not sticky. And then the inner layer was like a little crunchier or something. It yep. was super weird. It was very like, whoa, okay. I'm like, all right, you want to cut it? I'm like, yeah. Like, whoosh, did that and... And then basically, so because of the lower heart rate thing and because her myconium, like she had myconium in the, in the womb, uh, and for people that don't know what that is, basically the baby pooped in the womb. There uh -huh. you go. Um, because of that, they had the NICU, the uh, intensive care, the, the newborn intensive care unit people on standby, like they were in the room with all their stuff ready to go. Because sometimes when that happens, there's the baby swallows a bunch. You know, it's it's could be a big problem. So they had everybody on standby. Um, she went over there right away. They looked at her. She was crying. Uh, everything was good. They packed up and left because there was no there was no problem or no issues. Um, and brought her back and basically like sit on this chair and here's your baby and just handed it to me. And I'm like, how do you hold it? Like I've never held a baby before. I did once a long time ago because a nurse put my friend's baby in my hand, but other than, and that was like for a second and I was like freaked out and I don't even remember it. But like, I'm like, I don't know how to hold this. All I know is the head's floppy and like <laughs> it's soft. Like, I don't know, like, what do I do? And all the nurses are like, ha ha just hold it. I'm like, what? Okay. I basically froze in the chair for like 10 minutes. I didn't know what to do. I was like, don't move, don't move, don't move. But it was just weird. Like, I don't know. There's a little alien that's purple. I'm like, why is she purple? <laughs> you know, like 
goes away over time, right? But it's like, I don't know anything. Nobody tells me anything. It's like, here's your baby. And they're sewing and doing shit on Amy. And Amy's drinking juice and she's happy as fuck. And I'm like, this is the weirdest thing that ever happened in my life. What is going on? It was so weird. <laughs> it's Yeah, well, that's just it. It's just a whole new experience that you've never you know, never dealt with before. So yeah. And you can't prepare anybody for that. It was just, no, because like you said, (laughs) there's an emotional element to it that no matter how prepared you think you are until you actually see it, feel it and experience it, you don't know how you're going to react to it. Yeah. And that's, you know, they're all worried because I think I've seen it before. You're going to pass out. Can you look at this? I'm like, I'm fine. Like I've, I've seen people's arms blown off. I'm good. Like it's not a problem, right? I'm I'm fine. A little purple, uh, purple alien baby, no problem. Yeah, that's easy. Like no problem. So you know, I watched the whole thing. I watched all the stuff, and uh, luckily she didn't really have any. I don't know if it's too personal. I don't think she really cares, but just tiny like internal uh, things. So that was good. So I mean, overall everything went very well. Uh, you know, nothing was bad. Um, Did she poop? Uh, I don't know. I no. didn't see that part. No, mm. that's what that's a common thing. You know, the women women are pushing yeah. so much down there, and they can't really feel everything. It just kind of everything kind of pushes right. out. Yeah, I mean, I know they had like a bucket and like all the stuff down there. Yeah, I'm sure it was a train wreck down there, but you know, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. But no, I mean, everything came out healthy. Uh, so I can ask for it. Yeah, I mean, is you know all the scary things the myconium and the the lower heart rate and all that kind of stuff it was like everything totally fine just like as good as you could have gotten so obviously pretty uh, happy about all that situation hell yeah all right so you you go through the whole process your baby is there you you pick a name you the name fits what you see and you take her home like how like how is that how was the taking the home the leaving the leaving the hospital well, name was chosen before. Right, but you um, wanted to wait till you saw her whether you yeah, before you Amy told anybody. Wanted to, yeah, Amy wanted to make sure that she fit she fit the 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 name, I guess. Um and I I remember looking at Amy because in the hospital and her friend and all the nurses and everybody's like, Well, so what's the name? And I looked at her, I'm like, So does it fit? And she just laughed and she's like, Yep. And then we told everybody. Um and then like we went to the upstairs section. And that's kind of, that's when I learned like, okay, like, how do you sleep? Like, it, it was so weird because I couldn't sleep because I'm like, absolutely freaked out that we're going to fuck something up. Like, you know, all the nurses are like, she's fine. Just, you know, I learned how to swaddle. I had to do that. Uh, that's not as easy as everybody says. Uh, I don't know. I learned basically everything put on a diaper that wasn't on a doll you know <laughs> all all the stuff uh, yeah didn't well, it's, sleep a, it's, it's, she's in that little tray the little thing and you're like oh the whole thing's a process like you learn everything you're like it, it's like uh like you said earlier like you, you read a book and you're like oh i got this and then it happens like this is not what no. it was in the book it did how come she's going left and in the book said she'd go right what the hell yeah and that was the thing is like you know do the swaddle and this will fix this. And it was, like, it was like, dude, trial by fire. That is absolutely, you cannot figure it out until you jump into the fire. That's it. Yep. Um, so we didn't sleep much. We, we didn't hit. I was like, I don't want to be the person that hits the nurse button every 10 seconds, but there was a few times where I'm like, hit the fucking button. So I don't know what's <laughs> going on. <laughs> uh, so this is like, you know, you're 24 seven, you have 
help, which is amazing because it helped us learn. And we actually talked to all the different nurses and each nurse has their own kind of like swaddle method. So I kind of derived my own out of that. Um, uh, first time I ordered real food out of the hospital, all that kind of stuff like that. And then, so basically we went home, uh, her friend was there. So her friend got to drive us. So we didn't have to take an Uber. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think the biggest thing we're just worried about is right. So in the hospital is like something's weird and she's screaming and the swaddle thing and feeding isn't working or Amy couldn't, you know, the, she wasn't nursing or latching properly and you know, it was hurting obviously, you know, there's like so many different things and we have that call button. It's like, Hey, the, the LC, the lactation consultants right there, like, boom, it's like, Hey, like, well, she's doing this good, but you know, try and hold her this way or there's a different way to hold. So having that access was like really cool. And that's kind of like your fallback. But when you go home, don't have it. Uh, so I don't know. It was rough, I guess. I mean, nothing was horrible, but it was just rapid, rapid learning. And I mean, you know, again, trial by fire, like every time, everything's a first for the first at least week, right? Yep. Uh, and luckily we had her mom. So Amy's mom was here to kind of help out a little bit. And, um, you know, she kind of like gave us some pointers on stuff. But again, it's like, it doesn't, you know, what worked, what, uh, 30 years ago, you know, doesn't, doesn't work now, right? Right. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's another thing too. I mean, I mean, my, my mom, I mean, I remember specifically like certain things that my mom told me, like when I was a kid, like, don't do that because this will happen. Right. And then yeah. you become an adult and you're like, that was total bullshit. And so right. same thing, like when grandma comes around and she's like, well, this is, you know, this is how you do this. Or this is how it worked when, you know, you were a kid. So I did this is the you. way we did it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, well that was, you know, 30 years ago when, you know, education, <clears throat> technology, things have changed. So it's, it's definitely like, you don't want to insult anybody and you appreciate everyone's help, but there's definitely this line of like, thanks for the feedback or thanks for the advice. Uh, I'm going to try this or I'm going to go a different route. And there's always that like stepping on eggshells thing, I think with, uh, oh, yeah. with the grandparents. And that's like, so one of the books we read was the sleep training stuff and, you know, early on, cause there was a few people that told us about that and sort of like, you know, some of the books are like, you've got to do this right away. Some of them are like, just feed on demand. Like whenever she's ready, feed. Uh, and that's when we first started to run into the, we used to do it this way, but you know, the new rules say not to like one of them is the feed on demand versus feed on a clock sort of thing. Like every X amount of time. And mm -hmm. that works now, like when she's a little older, but when she was little, that it was like, Nope, it's like, she's, if she's crying feed, crying feed. Uh, and the other one was the, the, um, sleeping on the back versus the sleeping on the tummy because they don't they highly recommend do not do you know tummy sleeping anymore because of SIDS yep um, but her mom's like it's okay like you know, just use this put this here like the other thing was like and I'm not trying to shit her mom or anything I'm just saying like you know it was just a collision of old older ideas and the way things used to be recommended versus what they are now and you know now it's like don't put anything in the crib or anything there's no cloths there's no nothing if it's not the swaddle like it doesn't go in there so 
don't put an extra blanket over her like don't do this and a lot of it was like she's cold put a blanket on i'm like but she's not like it's fine you know so there's a lot of that um and the other problem is like the way they teach you in like the classes and in books is like whatever you're wearing and comfortable wearing the baby needs one layer you know above what you're wearing the problem is is you know me i'm always hot so i want to wear the least amount of stuff i can whereas amy you know winter all the time and she's in parkas and shit so that that discrepancy has come up a few times again nothing bad just you know talking about it but yeah i think we kind of got to figure it out now but dude this first week was oh not good (laughs) really (laughs) bad uh and I don't know which, I don't know when it was. It's like first or second week is when I had like one of my really bad, like I don't really get depressed ever. I don't honestly can't even think of a time when I've ever been depressed ever in my life. And I definitely got into a slump at one point. Uh, just the lack of sleep, just not knowing how to do anything. I'm trying to help Amy, but I don't know how. You know, I, there was like so much like, it was such a drastic change from my normal life schedule. <clears throat> there was, you know, there's so many things that just compounded and I definitely got into the, like, I don't want my life to be like this. Like I got really like bad, like depressed. And that's when I was like, I can't Instagram anymore. Cause I literally have nothing nice to say. Right. Like I can't even fathom like even a sliver of a nice statement. Like, I just like, I was mad didn't want this like you know i was just go- i was like i never wanted to be a dad why the f- you know why am i here like i was so negative like so bad uh and one night very one night and one day very bad like i was i was deep in a hole uh and then one night i got kind of 50 percent that way like later on but um since been totally good <laughs> not to like be super dreary but uh yeah, I got super depressed like one night, real bad. Like, no, I was, like, yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense, really man. Bad things. It makes sense. Like, it was a drastic change. It was a huge, huge change. And, you know, like like we said in the beginning, yes, at for the most part, you didn't have it in your head that that was the path you were going to go down, but you were okay with it happening. And there was a conscious decision like, okay, yeah, cool. If it happens, it happens. But we're not, like, going to go out of our way to make sure it doesn't happen. But right. it's a different mindset. And like you said, like it's a drastic life change. And on top of that, like you said, you weren't getting sleep. She was crying all the time. She was sleeping when she should have been awake and she was awake when she should have been sleeping. And so, you know, you had this roller coaster of emotions with lack of sleep. And then you, you're a worker. You're like, you're, you're a workaholic. You love your work and you work all the time and you're, you work from home. So it was this drastic, like, you're not getting work done. You're not making money. You're not getting any sleep. And like, you have to take care of this little human now that can't tell you what she wants. Yeah. <laughs> so just all of that on top of each other. I can, I can totally understand that. Yeah. Man. And the work thing, I mean, that's a big, that was a big deal too. It's like, I'm, you know me, I'm, I got a schedule and yep. it's, I'm, I may flux, you know, here and there there's flex time, but you know, every day I got a thing, like I'm working, like this is what I'm doing. And that's, Everybody's you work too much. I'm like, but I like work, you know, so I'm fine with that. Um, so it was, it was the, it was the removal of all of that. And 
addition of so many things I was out of control on. And again, speaking of, I don't like being out of control of situations. Uh, it was the entire thing is you're, there's no control. There's no plan. Whatever your plan A, B, and C was, you know, plan Delta doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> it's like figure it out and you don't need to know what to do. And you don't know if you're doing this thing wrong. And I, you know, that's when I like the research. It's like, well, how do you do this? Like, I understand like I can flub it a little bit, but like, am I doing it wrong? Like, I don't know. She's still crying. Is this, you know, am I doing it wrong or is she just fussy? Like, you know, and you know, there's still things like that, but you know, now like I can tell like, oh, that's a hungry cry. Like she just wants to know if we're in the, you know, near her or something like there's like the you know different call outs that you know now we're getting in tune and it's a little better uh and amy and i kind of have a little schedule now sort of uh i'm still struggling with productivity that's a big problem right now and i'm you know trying to figure that out but uh yeah the first couple of weeks were super super hard man not even gonna lie that was a that was a rough one but uh how exciting. long how long was her how long was her mom there for um the first for time. about that for about that first week okay yeah like four or five days after something like that and then she came again for like a week like a couple weeks later and then amy's older sister was here for a little while but like she's never had a baby so she didn't really know what to do you sure know? she was just another set so of hands like, yeah it's, basically she helped with cooking and we had food and uh, help clean up and pick up and just talk and have somebody there, you know? So that was, you know, that's still very good and important. So that was real good. Um, and then her friend uh, from the East Bay has come over a bunch of times and helped, but you know, at night you're, you're on your own and you got to figure it out. And yeah, the lack of sleep and the lack of any sort of consistency of a schedule, <laughs> there, there is no schedule. <laughs> Yeah, like, no, you're on her schedule and her and she doesn't even know what her schedule is. She's you Yeah, know. and it changes so rapidly. Yeah. It's like, wow, man. It's like like now she at least she's not nocturnal anymore. So that's good. And right now, so again, she's about eight and a half weeks and she's sleeping mostly through the night. We'll wake up one to two times the feed. So that's good. At least Amy and I are getting sleep. I'm getting sleep because I usually just sleep through that because it's just Amy waking up and feeding. feeding. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, I think that's the journey is just, is, uh, going with, figuring it out along the way and trying, trying to, you know, wean her into your schedule. Like, this is when you should sleep. This is when you should be awake. This, you know, and then just, it's little things like that. And it's from my, my point of view, like seeing your Instagram stories and seeing, uh, her, you know, get older and, uh, her, you know, her acne and then her acne going away. And now she's starting to look like a little human and, you know, and just honestly seeing you with her has been like magical because you can see it on your face. You can see how proud you are, how excited you are, how much you, you enjoy certain moments. Right. And obviously those are the moments you share and even the funny ones, right. Where you're sharing like, this is what I'm doing. And you're just screaming baby in the background. Right. Like, yeah. like, like those are dad moments. Those are real dad moments, you know? So it's been, yeah, it's been fun to follow along. Entrepreneurial idea. I was like, I'll just record you a video of her screaming and you pay me and it's just, you know, digital birth control. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So she's uh, she's a little over eight weeks now. And uh, like you said, she's she's not nocturnal. And like I said, the last picture I saw, she's starting to form her like her face is starting to form a little bit. And honestly, she kind of looks like you when you first wake up. Everybody says that. 
everybody well not the wake up part but everybody's like she's totally your baby like she doesn't look like amy at all right now right yes yeah but everybody's like chuck that looks exactly like you I'm yeah like, i know i know i know but i don't know what a girl version of me looks like True. i guess i'll find out eventually but yeah but basically what everybody told me is you know she's definitely your baby she looks like you so we will find out <laughs> Yeah, it's that's, be interesting. that's an interesting thing. Like, honestly, that was one of the, the things Tiff and I talked about, about having an, another one was like, we have a boy, we have a girl, we know what these look like, but what happens if you, you know, roll the dice again on the DNA, right? Does the, the, the next girl look more like me or is it look almost identical to Sierra, just a little different? Like, cause you see sisters all the time, or you see uh, siblings all the time and you're like, oh, that one looks like the mom. That one looks like the dad. And then you're like, these two look like the mom. These two look like the dad. Uh, like I've always said, Tiffany's family, because there's four of them, um, Tiffany and her oldest sister, Teresa, look like her mom, and Mike and Chrissy look like her their dad, and they have those like strong traits, but then you get like the girls together, and people say that Chrissy and Tiffany look like twins, you know, because yeah, they're they so similar to, to each other, but like I said, you put the four of them, you put the six of them together, the four kids and the parents, you're like, oh, wow, yeah, totally, you see these strong traits, but it's not yeah, until you put just... them all together to see that. Yeah, I mean, you need them all together to see the pattern recognition, right? Um, that's, you know, that's normal. So I don't know. But, you know, Amy looks at all babies and she's like, oh, my God, that looks like, you know, the dad or this looks like her. I'm like, I don't know. Looks like a baby. <laughs> you know what babies look like? They look like drunk old men. That's what they look like. Okay, so I mean. we, and I were just talking about this in the car the other day. Uh, I think we were looking at your story. We were driving back home and I made the comment I'm like, oh, look, she's looking like a little human now. And she's like, what do you mean by that? I said, well, because newborns, they all come out looking like little rat babies. Like they're all like yeah. pink and red and purple and they got goo and white stuff on their skin. And then a couple of days later, all that skin's like kind of peeling and their hair's falling out. Yeah. And I said, you know, like everyone's like, oh, it's so cute. I'm like, newborns, I'm sorry, are not cute. Like no. my, my newborns they're were little aliens. Yeah, they're little aliens. Exactly. They're hairless little rats. And I'm like, you give yeah. them, give them two months. They start looking like a human, and then you're like, "Oh, they're adorable. Their eye color starting to change. <laughs> they're getting hair." And you know, you know, one of the doctors said she's like, she's like, actually, she's like, she has a lot of hair for a white baby. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> like, that's cool. You know, I don't know, like, what the hell will come out? <laughs> she hasn't lost hair. Sierra like had no hair. Head, it's there's way she has like a mullet. There's way more hair in the back. It's yeah, Sierra fun. had no hair for like almost two years. Like, it was really thin. Wow, and, really? You know, like obviously laying on their backs or whatever. Like, it rubbed. So she had like bald spots, right. or whatever. But Bryce, he came out with a full head of hair, lost a little bit of it, and then was thick. You know, thick hair all as a, as a baby. But yeah, Sierra didn't like even get her first haircut until she was like almost two. Hmm. No hair. Yeah, I'm just uh I don't like hair. So now I have a daughter, I'm gonna have a lot of it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is a thing. <laughs> I'm thrilled about that. But, um yeah, I don't know. We're just uh I gotta figure out the productivity thing on my end just because I do work from home, but Amy's kinda like trying to kick me out. She's like, You need to go find some more to work. We well, yeah, so that, that was actually my next question. It's like, you know, you're slowly starting to get back to work. Cause you do work from home and it just, you, you, it's easy for you to like squeeze in a couple hours here and there. But I also know how you are as far as like getting into work mode. Like you, it's like a, a switch in your brain where you get into work mode and then you're like all about work for X amount of hours. 
And even like, you know, you told me in the past when you and Amy were first the kind of dating, it was, it was hard for you to like to turn that off when she come home from work. You're like, I'm working. And you had to like realize uh, that, oh, yeah. But, yeah. but you realize like, okay, at a certain time I need to start to wean off of work and get into like, you know, boyfriend mode or whatever. Right. And like, yeah, couple mode. So now you got to kind of do the same thing with the baby. And right now it's, it's, it would probably be, seem to be easier because Amy's home, but at some point she's going back to work and that's when you guys really got to kind of figure out that cadence and that schedule. So like, like talk, talk us through that. Like what, how how much longer is Amy home and and what's, what's your plan when she goes back to work? Um, I'd say a couple, yeah, a couple more months. Um, so we got some time to try and figure that out. Um, it's not really a defined plan at this point. Not uh, yet. Okay. We've talked about a few things. And the thing in the city is, you know, child care a month is more than what I pay in rent, which is already already exorbitant, as you know. Um, so that's obviously something to consider. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's nothing set in stone yet. There's some ideas thrown around. Uh, it's actually cheaper here in the city to get uh, an actual nanny like to come over or like there's co like co nannies or uh, nanny groups or something. Uh, so, I mean, we're looking into some basic options, but we haven't pulled the trigger on anything yet. Don't know. It's expensive though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. It'll be interesting, which leads to more stress as you know. Yup. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So I don't know. No plans there. Um, She's growing like a freaking weed. She's got big feet, I think. We'll see. <laughs> She's like tall. So she was at, at one point she was like 75th percentile of, of, of height. Um in her feet, like so a lot of her like zero to three month stuff, she's already kind of grown out of. And like in a one or one or two of her sleepers, like her feet are definitely like the full length of the little foot part. So we're like, oh boy. So I don't know if she just has big feet or just like just growing faster earlier. I don't know. We'll find out. We're starting to slowly move into three month clothing, even though she's only eight, you know, two months old, basically. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is, is she'll she'll have these like growth spurts where like this month she's ahead and and you need to like yeah, yeah, increase, yeah. you know, the size of whatever she's wearing. And then the next month she like kind of fits where she's supposed to be. And then like another month she'll be like kind of behind. You're like, well, she's six months, but she's only wearing a five month old thing. And it, yeah, they, they're all going to be weird like that. Yeah, it's going to move around. And right now it's so easy to notice that because the clothing is so, you know, incremental, right? Yep. Um, yeah. And those growth spurts. Oh boy. You definitely can tell, man, she is fussy as hell when she's in those. Because <laughs> her, like, especially the one. There was like there was one specific one where it's like they were saying that girl spurt was like her skull, like her head was actually expanding. And that one you could tell like she was not happy at any point. She was like always pissy, like nothing made her happy. Right. So you can definitely tell when she's in a girl spurt. And luckily now we have like apps that kind of tell us like, hey, like around this time, like this is gonna be happening. So we're kind of aware. It's like, man, she's like hella fussy today. What's going on? It's like, oh, probably a growth spurt, you know? So there's that. <laughs> but now, like, she's, instead of having all the involuntary smiles and, you know, weird just facial expressions that they just make randomly, now within the last probably two days to three days, so very recently, uh, we can, like, talk to her. And I had to be, like, I had to learn to be more expressive with my face, you know? So, like, bigger eyes. And, you like, can see you know, it. 
Yeah. And now that she can see further and that, and she's not as involuntarily making facial expressions, she'll actually like smile and react with us now. So now I'm starting to feel more involved, you know, because dads, I don't think have the full buy-in emotionally until kind of they're reacting to you. So now I can like do stuff and I can like, you know, kind of like touch her chin or whatever. And she starts smiling and like freaks out a little bit. I'm like, right on. So now I'm kind of getting into it like that. So that's kind of exciting. That's brand new. <laughs> We're learning, learning how to do that now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the next thing, man, is is every, you know, I don't know, week, couple of weeks, every couple of months, like she's just going to start learning things and doing new things. And then, you know, as the books tell you, like, okay, at this point, she should be learning how to do this, or she should, you should start teaching her how to do this. You know, there's the, the weaning yep. to solid foods and, uh, you know, sitting in yeah. a high chair. And <laughs> there's, you know, it's the evolution of all that stuff to turning her into a little human, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I'm worried about that part just because I know that's when the normal poos start coming out. That's going to oh, be rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right now, it's like, oh, that's a lot, but it doesn't really stink or anything. Yeah. No, I, I, I tell people all the time, like, you don't have no idea. Like, you know how bad your poop smells sometimes? And that's in water, right? Like, imagine yeah, imagine you pooping <laughs> on the side of, like, on the sidewalk outside, and, like, that's yeah, it. Like there it is. San Francisco. Like, yeah. in San Francisco. Yeah, you're used to that. You're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, that'll be uh, fun, That'd be I guess. Well, and that's the thing, yeah. too, is, like, Again, right, talking about comparing one kid to the next, like Sierra, she started using the toilet really early, like uh, I want to say a year and a half, but she'd had accidents all the time. She'd, she'd be the playground, and all of a sudden she'd pee her pants. And you're like, what? What just happened? Like, why? why? Like, why did you tell me to go to the bathroom? She's like, I forgot, or I was, you know, she was playing, just didn't think about it. it just it Distracted. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Bryce, it, he, didn't, he, he didn't start using the toilet until he was three. But it was literally like a light switch. As soon as he literally like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to pee and poop? Cool, I got this. And he was, because he was older, so he just got it. So it's kind of like, you know, which either way, it's going to be like a struggle and something you have to go through is, you know, teaching them early, but then there's potential of accidents and, and issues. Yeah, I mean, I want her to know all that stuff like next week, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully I tell them all, she I th- knows. I tell people all the time by, uh, asking months, me yeah. if they, you know, if we want to have more kids and I'm like, nope, I don't want, you know, like my kids can wipe their own butts and feed themselves. I don't want to hit that reset button. Yeah, I totally understand that. I'm like, well, that's the other thing, you know, Amy's like, oh, we can't have a, a single, you know, can't just have one kid because they turn out. We, I'm like, yeah, right now I'm like, fuck that. I don't want a second kid. <laughs> like, I don't want to go through this again. Right. Like, I'm just like, what? Well, she's like, we have to really socialize her. I'm like, I understand the implications of that. However, yeah, <laughs> you need to not talk to me right now. This is a bad time. Bad time. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's what it is, too. Sure. Honestly, the best time to talk about another kid is right when things start to get just a slight bit easy. And you're like, okay, yeah. we're good. Then it's like, if you're going to do it, do it now so you don't forget all that crap you just went through. And then you can go through it again. And yeah, then you can... It's too volatile at this point. Yeah. There's too many uh, unknowns, if you will, of the immediate future. Yeah, no, not a good. Like, <laughs> I want a pig. I'm like, fuck a pig. We got one right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> she poos everywhere, man. It's like we got one. Yeah, I don't know. there's so many talks. Yeah. Like, like by the time you know, Amy, you know, all mostly all girls do the same thing. They're just thinking ahead of everything and just like this. They're creating the story in their mind, right? 
And she's like, we got to have a dog. By the time she's this old, we have to have a dog. I'm like, just, whoa, slow your roll, man. We got to get to the next diaper change. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> that you know what's funny is you, she sounds like me and you sound like <laughs> Tiffany. Like, um, I know. We know this, though. We've talked about that. Yeah. yeah I start thinking of in the future. Kind of like and I'm like, minded yeah, I'm like, what about this? What about that? And Tiffany's like, whoa, I can't even think about tomorrow yet. Just, just yeah, pump the brakes. We're still in second gear, man. Like, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> chill out. It's true. Well, right on, man. I'm super pumped for you, honestly. Like, so far, like I yeah. said, it's only been eight weeks, but just seeing your Instagram stories and, you know, I know you went through some rough patches and, you know, honestly, I, I can probably... Uh, we don't know obviously the future, but that's probably gonna be the worst it'll ever be because from now on, it's just like, she's getting older and there'll be fun times. And obviously there's gonna be bumps in the road and there's gonna be, you know, the, the, the hurdles you have to get over just being a dad and, and a parent in general. But like, as she gets older and as she starts to grow the excitement level, like I was literally just talking about this on stream uh, on Monday about how someone's like, do you miss, do you wish your kids were little again? I said, absolutely not. Like I look forward yeah, to every year. That my kid gets older. Sierra's starting high school next week and she's no, super pumped crazy. and I'm super pumped for her. We were talking about volleyball today and she was like talking about her volleyball, like open gym. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I'm excited to watch this, take this journey with you and like watch your, watch you go through this. Cause also, I mean, another thing too, we didn't even really touch base on this. Like you're 40. So you're, you're, you're doing this much later um, than I did or, or as you know, and I don't want to say most people cause people, people have kids at all different ages. I have people that I went to high school with, that are just now having babies in their like late thirties. And, but it's just a different point in your life. Like you've been, you know, a, an entrepreneur and a, a, bu a business owner and you've been on your own for, you know, more than half your life. And right. you know, you and Amy have been together in how many years now? Seven, seven. Yeah. And so like, this is a big, big jump for you in multiple <laughs> facets. And so yeah. and I'm excited. Again, I'm like excited to watch you go through the journey though. Yeah, I know you are. So you could point fingers and laugh, right? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> oh, shit. You know you will. <laughs> That's fine. Totally invited. I'm going to mess up and fully invite you to point and laugh. But are you kidding me, dude? You? No, 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 no. I, I envy so much of what you, your life and what you do and, and your, nah. the way your brain functions. Like I'm constantly, I'm fumbling over shit. And the way my autistic brain functions opposite of 99% of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I mentioned it earlier. Like I was just, I was just too immature when I was younger, man. Like I just, like uh, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. I I matured way faster in different areas, like how to survive on my own. In other ways, I didn't mature much at all. I was a total asshole all through my twenties. I didn't really become financially independent until my thirties. I don't. You know, I don't know. I just, I just wouldn't have been able to do this back in the day, like the age that you guys did it, because I literally didn't care. And all I was worried about is partying, getting laid, and playing sports. Like that's really all I cared about. You know, and, interesting, interesting. You say that though, because like even though Tiffany and I, you know, early on were like, yeah, we want to be parents, and I think you're gonna be a great mom, so I want to marry you, I want to snag you, like that kind of thing. And we, we, you know, we did. We got married. We had a house and got kids. I, I had rough parts in my twenties as well. Either I, I did a lot of bad things and, and did a lot of things that I regret. And I, at some point also look back and go, yeah, I wasn't ready. Even though in my mind I was like, yeah, I want to be a dad. And like my parents started early, her parents started early. And like, we liked that idea of, you know, 
by the time we're in our 40s, our kids are going to be like moving out. Yeah, you want to so like chill. And we'll move. have our 40s, 50s, and 60s to to be, you know, a, a couple. Whereas on most people, you know, not most, some people will do their 20s and in their 30s even as a couple and do their younger years to travel and do all the fun things. And they're like, all right, now we got our careers. Now we can settle in and be parents and everything. So we just, you know, we everyone has their own story. And But like there are yeah. certain parts of my, my, my past I can think back and go, yeah, I wasn't ready to be a parent. I wasn't ready to be a dad. You know, like right, to your sure. to your point, right? Like when you said how like you had those those bad days where you're just like, what the fuck, man? Like this is not what I was expecting. Like, uh, <laughs> I you know, I want to go to the movies. I want to go to the bar. I want to go on a vacation, but I can't because I'm stuck here with a f- screaming baby who's shitting everywhere, and I just yeah. fed. And now she's cre- crying again. I don't know what she wants. Like she can't tell me. Like I remember those moments, and I remember like you know having some dark days myself. So you're definitely <laughs> yeah. not alone there. And it's you know. Like especially around me, Silicon Valley and stuff, it's like a lot of people, you know, it's weird to have a kid in the city. But, you know, let's just say that if I see a kid in the city, most likely it's a tourist, right? Mm-hmm. Like nobody in the city has, I mean, there are, there's tons, but it's different areas, not in the tech sector, right? Sure. So in, in my world where most people hate tech people out here, it's like everybody in Silicon Valley has if they have kids, they have them way older, even women, you know, and I know the health implications of that, but you know, you look around and most people in the tech, in this tech world, at least in Silicon Valley, uh, don't start a family until way older. Cause they're, I'm, you know, I'm working 80, 90 hours a week. I'm working as much as possible. And I definitely had that. And that was stupid at times, but super awesome. And I loved it. And I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have experienced that. And I'm I'm totally fine. I had that. I made good money and had a ton of fun and drank a lot of whiskey. And now this is just a new adventure, right? It's just different. And I'm, you know, I'm in the very early stages of one, accepting that and two, figuring out how to uh, do that well. <laughs> so yeah, for that's sure where we are. But yeah, new adventures. Uh, I mean, I got a lot of friends like you that have older kids. It's weird to me to think that Sierra's in high school. Like Amy's little sister just graduated high school, and they're like, "Whoa, she seems so tiny to me." Like Sierra's so little. I'm like, "She's in high school, jeez." Yep. Kids. <laughs> I remember her when she was real little. One thing you'll learn like, quick is, uh, is kids will start to timestamp things. You'll yeah. you'll start, you know, a few years from now, you'll be like, "Oh, this thing happened," like, and you're like, and you in your mind you think, "Oh, that was just like a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago." Then you realize, oh my God, no, that was two years ago because Mara was this age. And you're like, oh my right. God. You know, like yeah. that's the kind of stuff that like really hits me is when I like, oh, Bryce was five when this happened, or Sierra was 10 when this happened. That was four years ago. Holy crap. You know? Right. Which is interesting for you, which I've thought about is you have the vlog. Yep. Cool for you to go back and look. And like Roman Atwood too, and he's mentioned that. And it's, you know, I don't know, I'd kind of go to the Casey Neistat route where he doesn't really show his daughter's face on camera because of all the, that's something we could talk about in another podcast, but, um, you know, I don't really want the digital, that digital signature out there, but, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I've definitely pondered the, the vlogging thing in the past. I'm just not good at it, but I think it's a, I like the concept of it, right? So it's like you, you have those memories and you have those things to look back on. And I don't know, you know, that's still out there, but maybe a podcast or something, but you know, I'm kind of looking around, seeing what's available. There's not really many dads doing things. Hint, hint, you know, so who knows? Lots of of possibilities. That's for sure. For sure. For sure. 
Well, right on, man. I uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time to come hang out with me. Obviously, Durr. Obviously, um, where can uh, where can people follow you if they want to get some updates on what's going on with you and your your kid's life? Sure. Um, I would say Twitter and Instagram, both at Chuck Reynolds. Reynolds like Reynolds Rap, R E Y N O L D S. But I'm not related, nor do I have that money. <laughs> <laughs> Right on, bro. Well, thank you. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate your time. Uh, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, iAndroid, Google, all that good stuff. And uh, at Clintus on all the social. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Yo, what up, podcast? It's Clintus. Uh, I just want to do a quick shout out to all my social and where you can find my content. You may only know me for one thing or the other, but I want to throw it all on the table for you so you know where to find it. Uh, YouTube.com slash Clintus is my main YouTube account and what I'm most known for. I've been vlogging for over 13 years. Uh, YouTube.com slash Clintus Games is my gaming channel and where I do my gaming uh, VOD content. Twitch.tv slash Clintus is where my live streaming content goes. I only stream on Twitch. So if you want to catch me live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, I do gaming content as well as IRL streams with a backpack that I can walk around and do some cool stuff with. Uh, Twitter.com slash Clintus is my main social platform. It's what I'm, uh, I read the most, what I respond to the most. So if you're looking for updates on the vlog, on the streams, on the podcast, uh, you can you can read those. Uh, even if you don't have a Twitter account, you can go to twitter.com slash Clintus and read the tweets. Uh, Instagram.com slash Clintus. Facebook.com slash Clintus TV. I've been uploading the vlogs to Facebook, so you can actually watch them right there and leave comments since YouTube has them disabled. Uh, and of course, this podcast is located uh, at anchor.fm slash Clintus. Uh, you can leave a voice message right there on the app or on the website and be part of the podcast and be part of the show. Uh, of course, you can subscribe for free anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Android, Google, Spotify, that sort of thing. Uh, we have merch. If you go to, over to ClintusMerch.com, you can check out our merch. We have some new stuff coming this summer, so stay tuned for that. Uh, and last but not least, I have a website. A lot of people don't know. I actually have a website that's in the development being worked on, and uh, it's going to be kind of the, the central hub, the one-stop shop for everything. Uh, and that is Clint.us, C-L-I-N-T dot U-S, Clintus. Um, really easy to remember. Uh, you head on over there. You can uh, read up my history, uh, any updates, uh, our sponsors and partners, and that sort of thing. So uh, thanks so much for listening, and I will see you guys on the internet.